Welcome to the latest edition of the Stalking Dead podcast. I'm your host, Troy, and this is... Katie. Thanks for joining us, where we obsess over all things The Walking Dead. Just a reminder, if you'd like to sponsor the Stalking Dead podcast or come up with some promotion that we'd love to uh, deliver for you, you can reach out to tsmith at cleveland.com, and you can check out all our Walking Dead coverage at cleveland.com, as well as uh, previous episodes of the Stalking Dead podcast. Um, We just finished episode two of season nine. Uh, What'd you think of the episode? It was another good one. I'm um, really, like, pleasantly surprised with this season. I think, you know, I wasn't sure about this episode until uh, Anne or Jadis, whoever I want to call them, went to give Father Gabriel a blowjob. And uh, I realized... Sure just a handy, okay? <laughs> Let's not get too imaginative here. So obviously He's a, lot of... a priest. He's Episcopalian. <laughs> okay? I'm confused, though. Okay, so before we dig into this episode, let's talk <laughs> religious uh, denominations and all this stuff. I... I get that Episcopalian, the they Episcopal can get Church, married. you can get married. Can you just be hooking up with people? I mean, probably not, but it's the apocalypse, so what are you going to do, you know? A lot of big things happen in this episode in terms of moving the story forward. This was not one of them, but we're going to stick with it anyway, because what the hell it was, was that? It was very disturbing. I mean, I was uncomfortable when she touched his hand <laughs> after the drawing, of, and that was too much. And then all of a sudden... You know, we're just uh, we're just fooling around like a couple of teenagers. Oh. Also, can we just talk about how this happened after um, Aaron had already lost his arm? So, like, everybody in this community should be on edge about zombies at this point, right? About walkers. But no, no, no. Father Gabriel's yeah, like, it's was... fine. I'm on watch, but this is... Aaron Go lost his it. arm. We'll get to that in a minute. Through the log, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's because... That doesn't stop the handsies, Okay. <laughs> I feel like that should stop all... Can we talk about how thirsty Jadis is? <laughs> or Anne, Anne. I'm sorry. No, pick a name, hon. Um, I think I stick with Jadis. I appreciate that she's speaking in full sentences, though. Uh, she's a hottie and um, kind of a boss, and I don't know what she sees in what I gave. There's a moment... Uh, at, at near the end of the episode where she looks up in the sky and presumably mm-hmm. sees the helicopter. Do you think she really saw it? Also, helicopters can fly high enough now that no one else will hear them? <laughs> well, so, or was it a satellite orbiting the what? Earth? Could have been a satellite. You see satellites orbiting the Earth? You didn't know that? Well, no, I thought <laughs> it was closer. I mean, not for, that was a lot closer. Than, I don't, you know... I. It was probably the helicopter because continuity. Was it silent? It did seem like that was a little ridiculous. Like there should have been. I don't know. It was. I'm just sick of the freaking helicopter. Like either show it to us or don't. But like explain it. Just explain it. (laughs) So I think the helicopter aspect to connect all this is this Georgie idea. I think it has something to do with the woman who came uh, for the New World to ask the Maggie records. for the records mm. in exchange for these plans that have helped them build this new society. But we almost did get a tease of maybe Maggie's uh, way out of right. the show where Jesus says to her, right. do you ever think about joining Georgie? She says no. But I forgot. <clears throat> I clearly, I think that was a... I mean, are we getting the foreshadowing? Is this is how Maggie leaves? I think it's... Now, there's two theories... I think it is. I think there's been a lot of, like, just, like, wrapping up and tying up loose ends in this 
so far in just these two episodes with Rick and with There's Maggie. a few theories. I think there's this idea. Let's assume Maggie lives because the producers have said that the plan is to leave her story open. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's assume she doesn't die. Let's put that off the yeah. table. Um, there's two theories. She leaves, obviously, with her son. Mm-hmm. Or she stays and they just speak of the hilltop. Which I find weird. I've I've gotten arguments with people about this who think that's the case. I find that really odd. I mean, I don't know. I think it could go both ways. I think both are very plausible. I think, I mean, think of how many shows where just, they just stop talking about a character. Like, they're like, "Mm, this person still exists, but we're never going to know. It's a little ridiculous. I think it's totally. Also, did they finish the bridge? I'm sorry. I I jumped around. It's the bridge. I know. What were the logs for? Who's going to beat up a little kid? What a jerk. Oh, I think the logs... We need to have a moment for Justin. Poor Justin. What an idiot. So... And by poor Justin, I mean he can go F himself. He's a total So we've created this this character, this savior, who is just the meanest, you know, D-bag in the world of The Walking Dead. Hurting. Daryl beats him with a skillet. Rick explains. I think it was a saucepan, but... Let's get to the big... Let's get to the big moment here at the end. Are we talking whispers? I think that was a whisper. It had to have been. But he also His seemed reaction. like he knew who yeah, it was. That bothered me. Is it? Was it one of the, some of the survivors that had just abandoned ship and been like, I'm not going to build this bridge? Maybe. They said so. You know, according to the story, if you follow this and maybe you missed it, the saviors were supposed to deliver fuel right. to Matt, to the hilltop in exchange for food. They disappeared. But... What did happen to those guys? They, mm. I mean, it seems odd to me. Well, I, well as I remember, assumed... though, he said, the savior who's now on Maggie's right hand with Jesus, he said the guy had kids. He wouldn't just go off on his own. Right. I think the whispers got the people with the fuel or whatever. I think that they, like, captured those people. Now, they, I don't know. I don't know who Justin saw. I hope he got a real good beating, though. Cause Let's throw some a... names out there. Daryl? Could no, it wasn't Daryl because he wasn't like, "Hey, you pos, I'm gonna." Was it? Uh, like could you. have been Henry, the kid. No, it wasn't Henry. Well, who the hell is it? I don't know. That's why we have to watch next. The whispers don't—they just come. You know what I'm saying? The whispers. <laughs> yeah. There's no. Mm-mm. Oh, it's you because he did have that second. And is he dead now? I thought he was. I thought somebody killed him. They didn't. We didn't see him die. Seemed, he could have got like snatched someone up. someone was coming at him with an arm. Here's the thing, my question. In this, the, pre- the preview for the next episode, Rick is holding a gun at someone. And he says, don't do this. If you do, everything we've worked for is over. This Now, this is my thought. And I'm connecting dots here. But something like, is someone trying to kill Justin in front of everybody? I don't know. I don't know. I think these saviors that disappear, they got to be dead. I mean, that would make sense if Daryl was trying to kill Justin in front of everyone because he and Maggie also in the clip from next week. I don't know what we're talking about next week's episode when really we should be going over this week's episode. However. Well, you know, when you leave with cliffhangers. Right. You know, well, you're begging for But this. like Daryl and Maggie. Oh, sorry. It's very late. I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm tired. Anyway. He and Maggie were, like, walking off, right? And they're like, it's time to, like, do it our way. So it's very possible that Daryl's decided, like, I'm just going to go ahead and kill Justin. I think that 
Like fifth try, you're out. I don't know if they'd bring the whispers this soon. Um, you know, with Rick leaving, I think it would be, uh, I think it would be easier to wait for him to go and then kind of do the flash forward and then the whispers. Uh, another thing is this dynamic. Yeah. You know, I wanted to get to between. Michonne and Maggie. There's obviously some. Why is Michonne whispering all the time? Listen, she's very studious. She likes to you know, like she loses. She probably lost her voice filming the Avengers movie, the, you know, be, Infinity War. Um, there's the tension really there. Me. Does that get explosive? Do you think it stays in this no. kind of? I think it's gonna be this like kind of passive aggressive like. We're not gonna get the uh, the the cat fight for like, the agents. Like the the prehistoric stop male no. perspective. I, th- I think it'll be like this like. <laughs> disappointed stepmom of for the rest of the series like michonne being the stepmom in this scenario well let's go to uh you know another interesting aspect of um the episode amidst all this fighting and and rick still trying to put the future world let's just talk about an arm amputation because that's sometimes all we need <laughs> well, in our lives great. that was super gory that was really good it was, was a lot of the really budget good. there. Yeah, good for them. Um, the logs was great. There was a moment of sketchy CGI great. where they shot the thing like every back time. Yeah, and the log was rolling. It clearly was not a real log. No, and you could see like the actual extras <laughs> who were like just walking around, <laughs> and the log kind of just like went near them. What? It was weird. I thought um, that um, it was like they clearly phoned it in on that one. They're like, we'll let the interns have this. I mean, I'm not even sure, though. Like, is that really what would happen to your arm? Yeah, <laughs> like the, no. Oh. And then that was a very heavy... You have eaten the slicer well, and dicer. Well, that's not. Like, uh, yeah. Um, he, here's the thing. <laughs> if you've got a bunch of people with the common cold back in Alexandria, and but you've got a bunch of people right, working I with heavy logs, said... send Enid to go, you know, give some vapo rub. To the people there, and keep the freaking actual doctor. What was the what was the book she was working? On? I don't know how to heal mosquito bites. I it didn't. I don't know. It was like the Tropic of Cancer. Oh tropic my god! <laughs> over the books. We have to cauterize it with the blowtorch. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, they should just showed all of it. I will say that that was a great scene when Daryl left the tent, like his anxiety was palpable of like i am just so gross out i thought he was gonna go barf but no 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 he was gonna go find who was responsible which let's talk about this why on earth would you make the guy who is the biggest like rubble rouser rebel router justin him in charge of blaring the siren like that's a very important job this guy already hates everybody. I'm just guessing the play devil's advocate, you know, they wanted to separate him from everyone else, so he wouldn't, you know, there wouldn't be that, that tension and fighting still going on. Yeah, I guess, but still, I thought it was... But as Rick said... Like, make him peel potatoes. I will do something to you that stitches won't fix. Um, that was a cute line. I really appreciated that. And then, it. then Justin's uh, idea is to drink a bottle of liquor and where stroll through the woods. Get, where is everybody getting all this stuff? I don't know. But apparently they're struggling for crops. They can't find canned goods, but they can find bottles of vodka. I like the little, you know, speaking of alcohol, I like the tribute to Herschel through the Earl thing oh, yeah, at the end there. Oh, yeah, nice. She lets Earl loose because, you know, he was drunk and Herschel was a drunk at one point. Yeah. Uh, I thought what she was saying, you know, talking about what her daddy had taught her. 
or talk, when she mentioned him, she was going to tell us about keeping walkers in a barn somewhere. And oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no. Down. Okay, so you said last week we did this. We sat here. And I don't even know if you said this on the, the podcast, but you said this when we were watching it. Where's Negan? We got Negan. Yes. Um, he's growing a full beard. It's winter beard time you know for Negan. He looked like he looked like somebody, and it was really creeping me out. We barely saw him though. It wasn't necessary. He was just going to be a real jerk about he's it. Got you know? These lines. I think when Rick went, <laughs> do you ever get tired of acting like you're in charge? I thought he was going to say, "Do you ever get tired of just talking?" Do you ever get nonsensible? tired of being an asshole, Negan? <laughs> Come on, that's what we're all waiting to. Ask. I also think. Whoever writing Negan's dialogue, there's this idea I think they've had on The Walking Dead for a while where it's like, Negan's great to write for him, he gets to write this cool stuff. I honestly don't think anything the man says makes any sense in terms of what's going on. Like, what he's saying based on what Rick, oh, you're getting the world ready for me. It's like, what in the hell are you talking about? No, you're delusional. He spent too much time in solitary confinement. He just doesn't have a clue what's the plan with negan if you're not gonna kill a guy you're just gonna lie what's the point they should kill him maggie has got it figured out like no i we're on different pages with all that but no no no. maggie and she even said it she's like gregory had his chance he was never going to try to stop being a jerk but you're setting to die i'm not with you because i think I think what might happen here is whatever happens to Justin, let's assume it's, if it's not the Whisperers, okay, because that's an obvious choice, that's, you know, World War Three or whatever we're on now, um, maybe Maggie set the precedent for this scenario of people taking matters in their own hand. You do something bad, you're going to pay the ultimate price. And I think we're leaning towards, I'm leaning towards it not being the Whisperers just based on Justin's reaction. I see, but I also don't think it's Daryl. I don't think... Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, but, but I think that, um, you know, the idea that Maggie, you know, some of the stuff she's doing, I don't agree with. Um, I don't think Jesus agrees with it. And if Jesus doesn't, but he then... respects Maggie, and he tries. Jesus is just so freaking passive aggressive, like <laughs> just passive, not passive aggressive. Like he's just like, it's cool, guys. It'll be okay. Like. You know, Take a stand for something other than, like, letting prisoners go all the time. What bothered me the most in this episode, hands down, was Father Gabriel's eye. <sighs> I couldn't, I can't tell you. It's not just the weirdness. And we're, we're circling back Give here. I'm an sorry. Eye patch. Let's, like, wrap something around his head. Right. Where's the props department? I don't want to see a But the other contact. thing, too, is, like, you know, I have a cousin who has a glass eye. He's had one since he was a kid. And... You wouldn't tell. Like, why are you looking at me? Like, Who? <laughs> my cousin Billy. I never met Billy. So I got a cousin from, <laughs> and, you know, we're in Cleveland now. I'm originally from Rochester, New York. But my Yo, co- Billy, what's up? My cousin Billy uh, grew up in Mississippi. He, you know, had an incident with a BB gun and he had, he had a glass eye mm-hmm. since we were kids. And you, but you would never tell, was my point. So, but the thing with Father Gabriel. Gabriel he, doesn't have a glass eye, though. I know he doesn't, but the way his eyes are working, he's blind in one eye. Yeah. He's acting like he can't see a damn thing in the other eye. No, he no, he's not. Yes, he is. It's, it's going every which way. Like, he's Shane looking at the paper. We're drawing the organist. What is he creeping on the organist for, first of all, to know her face this many days after? I understand why he needs a storyline at all. I don't care what his storyline is because it's going to be dumb no matter what. You're What's, underestimating the sexual tension we've all been waiting I for to see between so Jadis and the Episcopal priest. Look. 
Okay. Did we know he was Episcopal before this episode? I mean, I guessed it, but that's just because <laughs> I'm you... very intuitive about these things. I just assumed he was Catholic. <laughs> you did? I don't know. Wearing that funny hat now. Typical I'm Catholic. confused by a lot. Assuming oh, everyone else is Catholic. Well, it's pretty it's pretty convenient. Dude's Episcopal when she's going for his Episcopal. <laughs> you oh, know what I mean? Like shots fired. The hands like right there. What oh which... yeah, she pulled the classic like seventeen year old at the movies. My like... man said, I'm all watch. She said, then watch. <laughs> okay. What? I just don't want to talk about it anymore. It's making me so uncomfortable. I don't want to relive it. Do you think Ooh, he like that was his virginity? Oh, 100%. Like, he had a crush on the organist, and he never made a move. A hundo. Dude, I lost her. He got you drawn in yeah, pictures no, of the organist. No, he's a loser. He locked her out of the freaking yeah, he church. Yeah, didn't, he didn't say, I was waiting for him to go. Like, I was waiting for him to go. I was in love with her, and her hand was coming out of the door, and I yeah. slammed it back yeah, in there. Yeah, I was in love with her, but, like, I'm kind of a dick. Oh, so. my God. That was intense. Okay. I'm a, I don't want to talk about it. All right, it so, so very grossed out. So okay, there's this story like in the comic book, Rick loses his arm. Oh yeah, I was thinking about that too. Um, now the reason that we were told that they did not do this with Rick in the show is because Andrew Lincoln's in more scenes than everyone. It would cost too much money to CGI out his arm. Right. And they didn't want to go a Merle route where clearly we know your full arm is stuck in this <laughs> silver cover. Giant. Like, hey, <laughs> that arm's longer than the other one, but whatever. So, uh, my point is, they gave this to Aaron. Yes. Daddy because, Aaron. No oh, one wants to be around. I know. How sad is that to think about, though? Like, his poor little kid who just pooped all over him. Like, he's not going to be able to hold his little baby for a while. Hey. This baby's been through a lot. I mean, his baby. What is now? <laughs> Look, yeah. Adoption is Rick killed the very father. different in the zombie apocalypse, okay? What, um... I also, a lot less paperwork. Another thing I wanted to bring up during the show, and it was just not a right, right moment because I was actually trying to understand a word that this character was saying. Mm. My God, I can't understand anything Eugene's talking about. I get that it's like the oh, whole shtick. Yeah. jeez, I mean, basically he just says a bunch, bunch of weird nonsense, and then the very last thing that he says is what's actually happening. So that's how to decipher Eugene 101. Is just You just try to like follow along and then pay attention to the very end. What do you think um, the end game is for Rick here? Because there's there's the signs pointing to every community, and then there's one pointing to the future. Is that just a metaphorical thing? I'm confused. They pointed to the bridge. Wait, there was an actual sign you see that? that said future on it. So there was. The, oh my god! Was the there pole. also one that said "Live, Laugh, Love" over his there's, tent? No, it said uh, "Eat, Pray, Love." <laughs> but they. <laughs> There's a pole. Eat brains. I forgot about Oceanside, oh by the way. But anyways, he had like sides to every community. Oh my God. And at the top, there was one well, the future. He goes, that's what in the beginning, he stands in the truck. Wow. And I'm like, the bridge is the future? I thought I was going to see like the light you at the end of the what? tunnel here. I got to tell you something about myself, people. I you're pretty negative. stand shit like this. I think you're cool with just everyone having guns, building a fortress. You know, the right people having guns, having a fortress. I'm... Ma- Auntie Maggie, 100%. Like, build me a fence, give me an old mansion, give me some farm lands, and a gallows. Like, that's it. That's all I need. So the appearance of uh, Negan, the brief, Oof. you know, whose man hasn't changed, the throat mm-hmm. slit, beard grown. So He's his, trying out for Santa Claus oh, this geez. year. <laughs> his appearance gave me, gave me heavy thinking that Okay, so this these two episodes, we really don't have a villain. I mean, the Justin guy, sort of. But this kind of the battle within, like the villain within us all. Uh-huh. 
Uh, is that what it was? What do you mean? I didn't really get that. I didn't pick up on that. No, I mean, like, the I theme of it is it's idea. not, like, good versus evil. It's this concept of, like, these two, like, trying to build this community, but people aren't nearly, like, bad. You sure, know? okay. Um, so, let's talk about villains, because the Whispers are obviously coming. There's your villain. Mm-hmm. Who is the best villain? And you answered this earlier, and I disagree with what your answer is going to be. I'm the walk in the Walking Dead history. Shame. Okay, but, okay, here's my, th- okay. No, no, no. L- let me just make my point. Like, I'm right, I'm argue right. my my point. Shane took his best friend's wife. Hold on, no. Got no. her pregnant. Hold up, we don't know that. Wait. We don't know that. Judith looked like somebody. Maybe Lori was sleeping with somebody look like else. Anybody? Judith. Lori was getting around. Um, Dale's. Oh. <laughs> Who's no. Merle's? Oh God, <laughs> Merle's would be better than Dale's. Dale's the worst. You got that camper for it. Um, and then, like, he tries to kill Rick. Like, he just wants to go. He is the best villain <clears throat> on the show. I don't think, I mean. Was Merle, he a villain, I though? Guess. Yes. I mean, okay, but hold on. Technically, Shane was really a villain for about 15 minutes. In their time, but in our time, it was for the whole hat, like, second half of the season. But what did he do? He didn't. He was constantly, like, trying to get Rick out of the picture. He's like, get this guy out of here. I still love his wife. I think that the best villain, to me, execution-wise, I don't count Shane as a villain. Let me put that out there. All right. Fine. Is Walker sixteen from episode? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I think I was <laughs> just about to roll my eyes into the back of my head. Um, I actually, I'm going. I'm gonna go kind of. I'm not gonna go governor. I'm not uh, gonna go Negan. I can't stand Negan. I'm gonna go Gareth. I really the execu- <gasps> It was short lived. Yes, but he was eating people. The execution of I the mean, cannibals. Cannibalism's kind of a big deal. There, I mean, we can go through all the villains. I don't even remember the name of the guy who led this. The uh, the uh, claimed group. I forget his name. Oh, yeah. With you the know. Western shirt. Yeah. yeah. But Garrett, to me, the execution of the cannibals group. No, you're at, right. Um, the, what, was the, what was the name of the Utopia mm. place? It was called... Arrive and Survive. Terminus. Terminus, yes. Uh, that entire... That's probably the best run of episodes we've ever seen on The Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, the capture, the rebellion, Carol's return. The trough. Um, throat Bob's slitting. Burgers. You know. Uh, Bob's Burgers. <laughs> <laughs> Bob's like, uh, what was his yelling? Tainted, Tainted me. me. Yeah. Tainted um, me. So I'm going Gareth. I thought the execution no, of that was one. perfect. Maybe because it was short-lived. Um, but also because it was just pure evil. Like, his intentions were not good. They were very selfish. If he was a psychopath, I mean, he probably would have done that even if there wasn't a zombie apocalypse. I mean, who's going around being like, yeah, let's eat some people, living people, by the way. Ugh, ugh, ugh. I want to close out this uh, episode of the podcast. Hey, last week we were fortunate enough to have uh, Emily Kinney on, mm-hmm. played Beth. Next week, uh, fingers crossed, this is in the works and pretty much set up. Uh, Iron E, I hope I'm saying his name correctly. Iron E Singleton. He spells it I R O N capital E. The actor who played T Dog in the first few seasons of The Walking Dead will join us Is for his the name podcast. Irony? It might be. It's hard for me. I I, I didn't I look like up the pronunciation. We're gonna go Irony. I think it's a irony. capital E. No, I think Irony. I like that. It sounds better than Iron E. Irony. Yeah. Irony. That's a nice what if name. The e is silent. 
Iron. Well, we'll have to ask him. It'll be the first question we ask him. Yeah. Um, Could you please state your name? But he's been the off the podcast. show. It's funny. He's, he has a lot of other endeavors. He has a, a school that he, he promotes. Oh. Um, he um, hip doing some hip hop stuff, other acting, of course. Um, but he has been off the show for a while. I'm interested what I would get these actors, and we're trying to line up a few others. But people who've been off the show, I'm interested to see what they've been up to and what they think of the show. Um, yeah, so, that'd be really cool to yeah, talk to him. Check us out next Monday uh, morning when we, we, we post the podcast, even though we, we take, we're recording this right now, right after the episode. That's we're why, fresh. Why Katie's yawning so much. That's why I'm so, much. so tired. <laughs> you know, people should know we have two children uh, in our house and they, uh, they, you know, we're worn out by the time we get I'm to the walking I go to bed at eight, usually. <laughs> so... Um, so yeah, check us out next week and irony. We're going to go with irony. I think irony. If I say irony fast enough, it is irony. I mean, is it though? Yeah. Well, hopefully we, <laughs> we, we will be overjoyed to have him on the podcast. So, cool. so check back for that. That's likely to happen. Oh, uh, don't forget to go to and subscribe to the podcast, but also rate it because that will uh, help us out a lot. Yeah. Rate the podcast, but like, rate but like it. good. Yeah. Give us a give good us five stars. If you don't like it and you made it this far, you got your own problem. Don't go rate it. If yeah. that's the case, if you don't like this, I'm not sure why you're still listening actually. And I'm going to, so. yeah, we're going to close this out. I'm going to ask you a question <laughs> that I'm going to ask at the end of every podcast we do until it happens. Yes, Troy, I would still kill you if you got bit. Well, that's all I need to know. <laughs> True love is real. Uh, I was going to ask you, how does Rick die? Oh, how does Rick die? Mm. Has anything that happened changed your I view? I still think it's going to be the flu. Cause he's... Oh, come on. Look. Sadiq's got the cure on lock. No, I think he's going to be a sweaty mess and vomiting all over the place. I think Shane... And everybody's going to get a chance to say goodbye. Shane comes back to life. Killed him. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't be against that. That would be pretty cool. Walker Shane. Where's my daughter? <laughs> <laughs> Judith! Judy. Oh, All right, thanks for checking us out again next week. Hoping to have Irony Singleton, who played T Dog in the first few seasons of The Walking Dead, here. Other great guests lined up for you. If you do want to sponsor the podcast, hit us up, tsmith at cleveland.com. We'll see you next week. More on The Walking Dead. Awesome season so far. Bye.